irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Danny, only on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today's Thursday, March 14th. Danny's not here today. She had to stay home uh, to catch up on some sleep, which we can understand. Uh, but I do have a great guest in the studio, and uh, we're going to spend a great time here uh, talking about all kinds of interesting things, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just to keep you posted on like the weather like we do every day, we have a beautiful day in L.A., like you really care, but we thought we'd give it to you anyway. Anyway, I'm going to introduce my guest today, So since I don't like talking to myself, and I'm joined by Mr. Ronnie Landis. Welcome to the show, Ronnie. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Get a little closer to the mic. There you go. Is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you for joining me. Where did you drive from this morning? I drove from Boyle Heights, so basically downtown L.A., Oh, is that where you live? That's where I live right now. Okay, I have a little cool. landing spot over there. I've lived all over Hawaii, all over the Hawaiian Islands, San Diego, really? Northern California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just moved from uh, the San Diego area before? Well, you I, I just me? moved from San Diego, but right before that, I was in uh, Maui. Right before that, I was in Kauai. So I, I've been wow. uh, jumping around the world a little bit, giving lectures and just, you know, um, different things I do as an entrepreneur, moving around. and uh, It's nice to be able to do that. I mean, you get to is. travel while you work and stuff into yeah. exotic places too. Yeah, well, that's what I like to call the self-architected or the self-designed life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so tell us. So we'll talk a, a little about the details of stuff a little more, but first tell us what it is that you, uh, that you do. Like you said, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. What is your passion in life? Oh, man. Um, well, my central passion is around health, nutrition, natural foods, healing, human performance. Um, really, at the end of the day, what I do is I'm a human potential specialist with a focus on natural food and natural nutrition. So I'm a nutritionist. That's my profession. Oh. And I support people in a diversity of ways of, of healing, of regeneration of their physical body. Um helping them, you know, really just live their best life. And I also do a lot of work in psychology. So I, I so there's a mind-body combination to the work that I do, you know, healthy mind, healthy body, and supporting people to live their best life. Yeah, sounds good. So you had to go to school for that? Uh, I've, done a, I've done a lot of schooling, but a lot of it was self-educated. Um, mm. I have a pretty extensive background in human performance from a fitness and physiological perspective. I was raised as a martial artist from stage four. Really? Yeah, so that's a, that's a whole other part of my, my journey if you want to go into kind of my background. Yeah, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Northern California in the Bay Area, uh-huh. you know, like Oakland, Berkeley, San Francisco, right. uh, Contra Costa. And um, yeah, like I said, I was raised as a martial artist. So for the first 25 years of my life, I was actually completely focused on athletics, on fitness, on martial arts. I was an Olympic hopeful for Taekwondo. Um, oh, very I, nice. So how did you get into that? Your parents directed you in that? I, you uh, know, it's like, it's so funny. Um, my parents didn't direct me into it. I feel like I was born into it. I feel really? like there was something <laughs> that was already inside of me. Right. And the first conscious memory I have of in this lifetime is actually of Bruce Lee. Really? It's, uh, the movie, you remember the movie Enter <laughs> the course, Dragon? Of course. I, I don't remember. I was four years old. I don't remember anything in my life before... 
that it was like imprinted on me. I saw it when I was a kid and something kind of got triggered inside of me. And ever since I have been absolutely driven in that direction. Yeah. Very interesting. What was the name of the guy? Jim Kelly, the uh, the black oh, guy in the yeah, movie, yeah, Jim right? Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was a yeah. big uh, karate. Oh, absolutely. Too, yeah. At the time, mm-hmm. it was cool. But uh, I I clearly remember the time when Bruce Lee. I don't think was the first one to come on the scene, but he yeah. became like the star. He was like the icon. He, he, you know, you know, Bruce Lee is such an incredible um, archetype and icon of a human being because what he ended up doing. Not only was he an amazing martial artist and a philosopher, but he bridged two worlds at a time in the segregation of our country, at a time where there was so much kind of racial division. He actually bridged the Asian culture with the American culture and opened people's minds. So he wasn't just a martial artist or a philosopher. He was really, you know, a hero. Yeah. So he opened up people's minds, you're saying, to Asian cultures. And yeah. And, like and just, you know, what, what's possible when we let go of kind of the box yeah. or the dogmas that we might have or the, the whatever, the religious beliefs or the prejudices of those times. And we actually open up to life and realize like, hey, we all we all have a gift inside of us. We all have a human potential. We all have a dream. So maybe we shouldn't limit ourselves by our own biases or prejudices. Maybe we should open up to life and uh, explore our human potential. Right. And how to do that, that's what you do? You teach Absolutely. people how to? Yes. Very interesting. You know, so do you feel that people that get into this already have sort of like uh, the seeds planted in them already? Mm. Because not everybody believes in the stuff or follows right. it right. or understands it. Right. I, I, you know, it's an interesting question. I do believe that everybody has a seed of a potential. The way that I like to say it is that you know, you have the seeds in the fertile mind of your, in the fertile soil of your mind. Mm. And so it's, it's really, it's, that's why I focus so much on, on the mind game or the, the attitude game, because I believe that your attitude determines your altitude Mm. and it also determines your aptitude. So what I mean by that is that if you have the right attitude about something, you actually can learn things quicker. Right. But if you have the wrong attitude, you block things off, you close doors where there could be open doors, there could be opportunities. You could learn things a lot quicker if you have an open mind. But if your mind is closed, then there's something inside everybody that I think, you know, call it a dream, call it a potential. Everybody has something inside of them. They know that, you know, they're probably not living to the to that potential. They have certain limitations. Right. And there's a lot. And you know, you know, the stories you interview people all the time. I'm sure you hear the stories all the time. We live in Los Angeles. Like there's so many people that have come from rags and riches. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that have been on death's door. In my world, I see people with whether it's stage four cancer or it's an autoimmune condition or diabetes or whatever the case is. And I've seen situations where you have two people that have an identical condition let's call it cancer right and they've been diagnosed by the doctor they're basically on death's door they're told to make your will get your accounts in order um you know you only have six months to live and i've seen cases where there's two different people and one person makes it and the other person doesn't Mm. one person heals and the other person checks out and Mm -hmm. i always wondered to myself why is that? And there's a lot of reasons why that why that is. But ultimately, what I think it comes down to is somebody has a will to live. Right. They have something to live for. And if somebody has something to live for beyond their own survival, 
you know, it's like there are no limits for those people. Yeah, yeah. So you got to have that desire, I guess, to want to stay alive. And it comes down to attitude again, like you said, you know. It's how you look at things. It's how you approach things. And uh, that makes a lot of sense, you know. And they speak about mind over matter a lot. And um, and I've seen it happen, you know. I've seen it happen where, uh, I mean, just recently a friend, the father of a friend, uh, he was like 90-something, okay, and pretty active and healthy and all that. They recently told him he had cancer, and at that point he'd given up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like... All the, the, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like all of the vitality was taken out of him, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, cause at that point he's like, so what am I living for now, you know, just mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to know I'm facing my death. And he died a couple months later, wow. you know? Wow. So yeah, so it's, it's interesting to, uh, to hear about the desire to live. And I think that's very important because when you look at, People that are depressed, they have no desire to live at all, yes. you know, and that's why it's they're more prone to commit suicide, things like that, you know, yes. and that's that's one because you see, I I have bipolar disorder which uh, has been under control for many years with medication. Okay, but all I can tell you is I can still remember what it was like to be really depressed, mm. and uh, it takes. Yeah, it screws up your attitude. It screws up everything, you know. So, mm. uh, do you address these things as well? People that are like, they get depressed. Uh, how do you heal these things? How do you make people better? Okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, just as a disclaimer, I don't heal anything. I don't cure anything. I don't okay. even cure ham. I'm actually a vegetarian. So, but I don't that, do doesn't any it that, say but something about healing here? Absolutely. So, my okay. perspective on healing is that the body has an innate healing capacity within it. So it's not the food that heals the body, it's the support. The body actually heals itself, but the problem is that if the body is overrun with stress, if it's overrun with environmental toxins, overrun with, um, let's say, processed food that's detracting or it's weighing the body down, the, the vital energy in the body basically gets leaked. And so the body actually, there's only so much that it can take. It's like the last straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing, right? right and right. so the body is designed to heal itself. It's, it's, it's unbelievable if you really think about like everything that I know, everything that, that the top physicians and scientists and researchers know, we still don't know how this whole thing works. We have an approximation. We have physiology. We have anatomy. We have... Um, you know, nutritional understanding and all that. So we have a good idea of how things support the healing body, but we don't understand the the spirit. And that's really, and I don't, and I don't really take a religious view, but I do take um, a spiritual perspective that you know each one of us has like this this indomitable spirit inside of us. So if, first of all, if we can tap into that, and how do I simplify that? Well, just identify what is your dream. And that goes back to what are you here to do? What do you love to do? What is that thing that you'll wake up early in the day? You'll go late. You'll 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 stay up late. You'll wake up early. What is that thing that drives you? And then once you find that, I found that all the other lifestyle habits and patterns start to adjust themselves. Because when someone wants to live here, they want to live and they have something to accomplish. They have some work to do before they go. Then they start thinking to themselves, well. I better, I better like be in a vital body. I better like take care of my health. So then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe I should drink more water. 
Right. Maybe I should drink like this green juice they're telling me about it over at like the Air One Health Food Market or something. <laughs> Maybe I should like eat an organic. I keep hearing this word organic. What's that mean? Maybe I should try that. You know what I mean? It's like you start kind of going down that road. And once somebody starts to feel better, right. all of a sudden it's not conceptual. It's not me or someone else telling them an idea or a theory. They have an experience of feeling better. And all of a sudden it creates a momentum. Right. And that momentum is not just a physical momentum. It's a it's an emotional momentum. Their emotions start to get moving in the right direction. They start to move up opposed to moving down because the depression is like a compression. Right. If you think about that, like your your emotions and your mind and your body are being compressed yeah. and they're being kind of stifled. So what we want to do is actually open that up, open up the energy. It's kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with yoga, but the whole idea is that you're opening the body, you're opening the oh, system. Okay. And so that's a simple way to kind of think about it. Um, aging is basically, it's like gravity. It's like a, you're being gravitationally suppressed and pulled mm. down. So if you notice when people get older, they start to get crippled and they start to right. their body starts to kind of infold inward and then they get closer and closer into the ground. So longevity or health is an it's a, it's a levity. It's mm. it's that upward energy. So when our back so basically your spine for example starts to get erect. You start to actually open up and uh you know you start moving towards towards the heavens so to speak. So um I don't know if that really answers your question but those are some of the some of the thoughts that I work with often when I'm working with people. And obviously, you know, you guys start where you are. You guys start with the basics mm. and then you start moving. Um, I basically tell people, you know, you got to do what makes sense to you with where you are. It's not about throwing everything in the kitchen sink all at once because I think people can overwhelm themselves. Right. It's like add in the green vegetable juice, adding in, you know, we have this acronym ADD attention right. deficit disorder that's not the way that i use it <laughs> add means to add something good in uh -huh. and so like this drink i have right here this like superfood green right shake i have right what here. what does it taste like it well it's basically like um it's a mix of different green powders like spirulina and like different grass powders right so it but it has a, ni a nice little flavor um you know it tastes like uh like apple berry Oh wow! Very cool. Yeah, so so it's palatable. Yeah, but just just to let you know, since you can't see, but Ronnie has a very green drink with him yeah. today, and as opposed to my diet coke. So our right. drinks. Sorry, we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you taken care of. I know Don't our, worry. our drinks are sort of like eyeing each other, going, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> let me. Do, I just want to finish that. I don't want to leave people on a cliffhanger. So this idea of adding yeah. in. Uh -huh. So my approach is not about deprivation. It's not about starvation because you know, living here in L.A., so many diets. By the way, everyone listening, think about the word diet has the word die mm -hmm. in it. Right. I'm not into that. I'm into living it. So what you want to do is add one good thing in. What will happen is it will start to remove something of a lower nature. So it's kind of like adding in something of a higher nature naturally removes something of a lower nature. People have all these food habits and food addictions, right? And they're struggling with it. And they're trying to do these yo-yo diets that just leave people confused or even worse than they were. Right. And that's not my approach. My approach is just 
add in the green juice, add in one liter of water in the morning with some lemon in it, maybe some sea salt, add in that superfood smoothie that maybe you heard about from the health nut over at the store, (laughs) you know, just add something in because it increases your self-esteem. It makes you feel better about yourself. Once somebody has more self-respect, they feel better about themselves. It creates a momentum and all of a sudden they start changing all kinds of things. But it's not because I told them to do it. It's because they actually felt the effects. Right. And it, and it, if it works, on. then it works. You, exactly. know, you can't argue yeah. with it. You know? Right. Yeah. Very cool. So let's go, go back to your childhood a little bit. So you, uh, so you jumped right into martial arts and stuff. Uh, so that was like what the center of your life that all was, these that years. That was one hundred percent. Really, that, that was the uh-huh. the savior. That's how of you defined life. yourself. Yes. What? Yeah. It was like I said. Like by the age of four, that was the only thing I knew. Now, right. obviously, there's a lot more backstory to that. I, right. I I got into martial arts. I had I understood the philosophy. Um, I didn't have a father growing up in my life. He was never around. So I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. Um, I had some confusion around, you know, you know, was it to be a man? And, and like, I had no real role model other than my grandfather at the time. Right. But Bruce Lee, interestingly enough, I kind of feel like he was like a surrogate ra- uh, male role model. Yeah. Um, you That's know. what you aspired to be as Absolute, a man. Yeah, it, it, oh. gave, it gave me a direction. So you saw more than just the physical oh fighting. My God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the charisma. I saw, I saw a human. I saw, I saw a real life superhero. Yeah. And I was into That's superheroes and Batman and all that. I loved all that. But I actually, I, I never saw a real living superhero. And obviously, Bruce Lee was like, he was long gone by then. But his, his spirit lived on. How yeah. do you say it? And it, it did something to me. Right. And it gave me a direction in life and um, an interesting story. So when I was 15 years old, I had gone through the things that most of us as men do. I had, you know, tried to seek validation through chasing women and trying to, you know, fill in that void. That didn't work. I got into hanging out with my friends and partying and smoking and drinking and all that. Um, but there was something in me that just would not keep quiet. And so I was at this crossroads where it was basically, am I going to go down this path? Or am I going to go down this path? Right. And uh, I was running on the track, the track and field, and something stopped me. I don't know if you've had an experience like this, but something stopped me in my tracks. It was almost like a lightning bolt, and a voice came into my mind, and I was very aware it wasn't my voice. And it said, do you think you're going to live forever? Because I was kind of la- I was kind of just teeter tottering in between these two different directions, right. and it stopped me. It sobered me. It actually sobered my mind. And the next day, I left all the all the the silly stuff I was doing, and committed myself one hundred percent to my dreams of going to the Olympics. I had always had that dream, but I didn't have the confidence, probably because I didn't have a father. I didn't really know who I was at the time, right. and it just it just clicked. And I just devoted everything to going into the gym, training three times a day, um, working with my trainers, like really painting a picture for my future. Before, before then, I didn't really have goals. Right. I just had this loose idea that maybe everything will work out and one day I'll just end up <laughs> in yeah. the Olympics. And finally, yeah. I was like, no, I better chart out a plan for this right. and, and get to it. And uh, Yeah, you know. wishful thinking is not a plan. Some people don't understand that. No. You, know? you can't just wish for something mm-hmm. and hope it'll happen. But, uh, so that's very inspiring on your end, you know? Uh, so you had a decision to make, yes. right? Yes. And you made the decision. Do you believe it was free will? What you, uh, that you decided or was it predetermined? I, I feel like, um, 
interesting question. I feel like I'll tell you why I bring it up because yeah, yeah, Danny yeah. and I have been having this conversation, okay. and she claims that everything is predetermined. And I'm like, so where's free will here? Yeah. Well, I, okay. That's a, that's a great question because yeah. I believe that the potential uh-huh. and the 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 vision for my life is predetermined, but what I do with it is free will. Mm. I believe that we, there's nobody, you know nobody's going to make me do anything. I can choose to not do something, but what's what? here's what I've experienced with that. If I don't follow, the more conscious and aware I become of the predetermined path, let's just call it that, Right. and I don't do it, the more I feel pain. Really? So mm. if I want to live in suffering, then I'll, I'll avoid, I'll numb, I'll, I'll medicate myself with whatever, you know, however we distract ourselves. Um, I just I won't walk that path. I will suffer. Mm. Is it's an internal suffering because there's something inside of me that came here on this planet to do something. Right. It wasn't to go chase women. It wasn't to go like work a nine to five. It wasn't to just survive or just get by. It was to actually I had a mission to to do. Right. And so if I don't actually walk that path, and some people have that as a religious experience, they have it as a whatever, whatever someone's experience, let's just use the word God, however you interpret that. Um, uh, if I don't follow God's command or s- my spirit, then I'm disobeying the, the coordinates of why I came here. Mm. And so that, that's what, so that's, that's, and it's funny you bring that up is this is something I've been meditating a lot more on and getting really, I've, I've, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this can relate to that. And this right. is a huge part of health, by the way. Right. It's not just what you put in your mouth. Um, it's actually your, you know, in, in Ayurveda, the, the, the yogic tradition, they have a word for this called Dharma. So you probably heard of like, you probably heard of like karma, right? Karma is like the repeating patterns and like kind of the addictive cycles that we're on. It's, it's that suffering. It's the karma that we're trying to learn a lesson from, but the Dharma is your authentic self. The Dharma is who you actually are. It's, it's walking the path of your dreams. And, um, I found that, uh, just like those two people sitting on those gurneys, one person makes it, the other person doesn't. The person who makes it is the person who makes a choice to follow um, that calling. Right, right. But of course, it's not always like that. I mean, we'd like to yeah. think it's that. But it's not always so simple. I'm, I'm, right. I'm making, I'm simplifying right. the experience for sure. Right. You know, because some people are just maybe they're not meant to die yet. You know, I don't know. But uh, but no, the thing is, is that in, in the discussions we've had here before is that uh, the way I look at it is God does not interfere in people's lives. Mm. And I don't mm-hmm. think he gives commands. I think what it's yeah. about is this. Life is about cause and effect. So in other words, if you stick your finger in the socket, you're going to get electrocuted, right? right. That's the consequence. Right. Right. But to choose whether to put your finger in there or not, that's your free will. Right. So you don't choose what happens if you do something, but you choose to decide what to do. Perfect. Right? Beautifully put. Right. Yeah. So... But uh, but then he seems to think that everything's predetermined. In other words, if you decided to take uh, uh, like martial arts, it's because that's what you're supposed to do, right. like predetermined. But I said, but what if he decided he didn't want to right. do it? No, and I could have very well decided not to because right. how do you explain all the people in the world, all the people outside that window right there that m- maybe Are aren't doing, doing the th- yeah. So it's like I, I completely agree. It's like, 
yeah, we have a calling or we have multiple callings in our life, but we have the full choice right. whether to follow it or not. Right, right. Exactly. And for the record, you know, I mean, everybody's got like a theory about life about right. and God and all that. I happen to think God, uh, whatever we choose to refer to it, I don't think God interferes in people's lives. Yeah. I think my, my model in my mind is the, the universe was created like a, uh, like the Sims, like Sim City. Mm-hmm. You sort of mm-hmm. built something mm-hmm. and then you let it evolve and yeah, run yeah, on yeah. its own, uh, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't <laughs> think he interferes. I don't think we get punished and shit. Excuse me for saying that, but I don't think it's about that. I think it's about yeah. coming here to fix the soul, uh, mm. you know, to work on mm. your destiny, things like that. Exactly if those exactly exist, you know, yeah. if yeah. those actually exist. But, uh, you can also say that we chose to, uh, invent those beliefs and, and think about them and stuff, which is, I'm saying, even if we invented all this, what's wrong with it? You know, well, see, this, it helps this us brings live up better. a really interesting point. It's like whether something is empirically true or not, does the belief around it empower us? Because it's not about facts. It's about does this idea that I have about God, the universe, my health, uh, on my, my career path, whatever, does this belief empower me to make a positive difference in my life? That's really what I think is really mm. what comes to is the crux of the matter. Because, yeah, it's like in the, the field of science, we have something we have science, right, like empirical um, causal and effect based science. Then we have something called scientism. Mm. Which is a which is basically like a religious hijacking of science, trying to use the scientific method to get a result that is already predetermined, but it's not based on a scientific method which uses objective and non-biased science. And that mm. that's what we see kind of in the pharmaceutical world and the and the and that whole world, which we don't necessarily have to get into. But that's basically what's what's masquerading as science. I'm using that example to say that. Is it about the the is people buy into this stuff and they say, well, like, look, it's science. Science says this. Science says that. Well, it's like, mm-hmm. is that making it? Well, let's instead of looking at like instead of looking at like what we believe science is in empirical facts, why don't we look at the results of our life? Mm. Is this producing a better and better result? If not, let's throw out the theory. And let's get a better theory that's going to actually make our life better. Exactly, and work, you know, and uh, work for us, you know. And uh, for those of you just joining us, we're talking to Ronnie Landis. You can check out more about him at Ronnie-Landis, or hyphen, uh, R-O-N-N-I-E, hyphen landis.com and you can see the books and everything you've written books we'll get into those too uh i did notice uh you you have sort of like a logo is that what you're wearing on your medallion as well though is that the same thing as oh, on yeah, the no, uh, a, on your website yeah it's a, this is a different different, oh, little, it's a different little little gadget yeah what is that uh so this is um there's a famous scientist by the name of patrick flanagan and this is called a sensor five. If anyone wants to like Google and geek out on this, this is basically like a piece of technology. So it's gold plated, it's titanium, and then it has um, five sided pyramids that go into what's called a Fibonacci ratio or a zero point kind of field. Yeah. Basically, what that what that kind of translates in layman's terms is it's it supposedly sets up a magnetic pole. And the way that I experience this is that. It filters in, it filters out negative energy 
and it filters in positive energy. So, for example, you and I are sitting here. Um, if there was some kind of weird energy between us or something like that, this then, would do, this then would we do probably some... wouldn't even be sitting here. <laughs> this kind of I've no, and it's where I don't want to go into a whole thing about this. We can do it like later i guess but like i've had some weird experiences with this really? where i've been sitting down at a restaurant or something and i'll notice certain people will will what we pulled into it if i go to events or something i'm speaking at i've noticed people literally will walk by me they won't see me but they'll right. see it and they'll get pulled to me i've also noticed people will like kind of in weird ways they'll see it and kind of like almost like a vampire seeing like a process really like avoid it i've had some weird experiences <laughs> really? here in la <laughs> 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 well, but that's pretty interesting, you know, Fibonacci num numbers and all that. That's yeah. pretty interesting. So you like that kind of stuff. I, huh? I love it, man. Have you gone into the Kabbalah at all? Um, I haven't gotten not, not enough to talk about it. It's, yeah, still, yeah. it's still something that I would have to explore to have a competency. I, 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 I've, I've, you know, it's there would be other, I guess, relative topics around maybe spirituality or theology that I would be more versed in. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's more mysticism around religion, you know, sort uh -huh. of like, but trying to explain why things are, you know, in like right. layman's term. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's not easy. It's not for everybody. You know, you talk about, uh, uh, dying and, and, and reincarnation and all right. that. Some people can't deal with that, you know. Right. They don't want to think about it. But I did want to ask you because, uh, on your website, you have a very striking graphic of uh, a person in a yoga position, mm. but it's inside a Star of David, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's a six-pointed star. And uh, so tell me the meaning behind that. Did you come up with that design? Um, I didn't come up with it. My graphic designer who did the artwork on the book, if you notice, there's always sacred geometry um, in all my books I on the cover. There's, there's always geometry, there's right? There's always geometry there. And that's Why a, is that? Well, it, the geometry is really there to infuse a symmetry. And, mm. and symmetry has a lot to do with health. It has a lot to do with beauty. You know, when you study the characteristics of beauty, there's there's a whole science of um, of uh, facial symmetry. You know, and right, like what makes right. people beautiful um, or not. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, I don't. And I, yeah, and that's just kind of like or or more attractive or certain things like that. You can even see that like when people are cast for roles or something. Right. Kind of, it's a little superficial in a sense, but it, but even when you look at the symmetry of your organs the symmetry of your cardiovascular system or the brain, for example, right. it's, it's pretty fascinating. So I think that this idea of the Fibonacci sequence and sacred geometry is actually playing out all into nature. Mm. And because when you look at the patterns and the spiral patterns of plants and nature and how they're operating, there's a perfect design to it. Mm. And it's a, there's always these kind of a geometric patterns to it. And the same thing of our internal physiology and you look at all the organs and everything, it's it's all playing out in a similar kind of reflective pattern. Right. Um, so for me, that that's just cool. Like, I didn't have any, like, overtly deep meaning. My uh, graphic designer works with a lot of sacred geometry. So she put that together, and I was like, that looks awesome. Let's that looks go awesome, it. right? Yeah. There you go. And uh, But I, I, I got to tell you, uh, this uh, six-pointed star, which, which the Jews have adopted as their symbol, mm. um, I don't know where I read, but somebody said that it's like the most stable mm. geographic, a uh, geometric shape that 
they discovered, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of things to it. I mean, it's two triangles, you know, and uh, you can really meditate on the shape a lot. But uh, but it's very cool. So you chose a spiritual path in your life. Um, do you have any siblings? I don't. Really? So you're an only child. So you got a lot of attention and stuff. Obviously, I mean, so your mom pushed you of. pretty much, right? Well, I mean, yeah, my mom wasn't around as much though. She, but she was a single mom, so she was working. She was yeah. doing different things, school and business. And then my grandmother was around. Me and my grandmother didn't really get along for the oh, first wow. 18 years. So you did a lot of growing up on your own, I, pretty that's much. That's it. I mean, wow. so so much most of my life was self-education. Right. I would go to find books on subjects I wanted to learn about. We didn't have YouTube back then, so right. I did a lot of reading, um, just life experience. Um, and, uh, and anything I wanted to know or needed to know, I found a way to access the information. Um, I wasn't always like that as a kid. It took a while to get into it. But after that 15, after that moment at 15 years old, that's when I got serious about my life. And that's oh, when I so became pretty like early. Yeah. So you, you matured quickly, I guess you had, to. I, well, I had, after I got that call, I was like, it was like, there was, it was an urgency. It was really? like, I didn't have a father in my life, but right. I felt a fatherly presence coming into my life. Um, I remember, I don't know if you remember the movie Braveheart. Uh, I do. But you remember, okay, so when William Wallace's father dies, it's kind of like this this, this rites of passage, you know, going from right. like, a, you know, an innocent boy and having to grow up very quickly. And then his uncle comes around and says, hey, I'm taking you and I'm going to raise you and basically matures him. I didn't have that exact thing, but it was kind of similar energy. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, but, so who was your... Was that like the Bruce Lee character? Is that yeah, what? Yeah, well, that's uh, how it started. And then, yeah. you know, through going, and then I went into martial arts at a young age. So then yeah. I had like a, a sensei and I had um, uh, other, What's, other role what models. What is sensei? A sensei is basically a, a Japanese master. Right. In, in, and where did you meet him? Uh, just doing Taekwondo. I mean, doing at that time, doing karate. I so, see. Okay. Yeah, he was my karate teacher. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And then he becomes like your mentor. And yeah, like and that, that was short-lived, but then, yeah. but that's how it started. And then eventually, after 15, then I when I went to a Taekwondo school, and then um, I had my first, uh, my first Taekwondo master who brought me in and, and saw this potential in me and kind of matured me. And then, um, you know, there's a whole litany of people that from that point on really poured into me right right very cool man i mean you seem to uh to have it pretty much together i'm sure you feel you have a lot still to learn you're young you're rather young you know yeah that's a whole (laughs) another thing yeah i i definitely don't feel like i have it together but um i appreciate the journey i've been on and i draw upon the journey because obviously it's like tony robbins says another level another devil so oftentimes some, we can see somebody and we can think, oh, man, that guy's got it all together. But behind closed doors, it's like maybe they don't have it together in their relationships. Maybe their right. finances are a little mixed up. You know, it's like so we all have our, our, our journey. We all have our lessons. I'm, I'm going through it just like anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what life's about. I mean, I'm turning 59 in a couple months. And Congratulations! Feel, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but okay. So no, I'm I'm getting used to my um, my age. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard because you sort of like you're between 
youth and, and the young years and then and then the older years, the elderly years where you see your parents and everybody else aging around you and all that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and we were talking about this on the show yesterday, but I just uh so but what I'm saying is I thought, gee, at fifty nine, sixty, you know, you're pretty much like done as far as having to learn tough lessons in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But you're never done. Mm. You're never done, you know. I mean, some people are like their death is dragged on and dragged on slowly, mm. not by choice, you know. I mean, just because they're very sick and right. they don't die, you yeah. know. And uh, so you never end your battles until you finally go underground, you know, right <laughs> under the ground. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So so okay. So on your website, health, wealth, wisdom, and mastery. Mm. So. How did you? So is that like a program that you have? It's what? um, it's 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 not. You're you're actually giving me an idea right now. Okay. I'm plant that seed for later. It's oh, not. Right. It's not. Um. It's not. It that isn't one of my programs. I have a lot of coaching programs that are very similar to that. I hadn't really thought about that. It's a good idea. Okay. Um, but tell us about the coaching and all that yeah, that you do. So so I do a number of different coaching formats. Um, I'm about to launch. Um. Uh, coaching program, a group coaching program that's already filled up right now. But I do I do group programs regularly. Oh, nice! And then I also work with specific clients one on one, usually for a minimum of like three months to six months to even a year, depending on what that person wants to accomplish. Right. And what does working with them mean? What do you do? Yeah. Talking mostly? Yeah. Or? Well, you know, it depends. Like if, if I work with clients all over the world, so it's usually like some kind of like Skype type of coaching call. Right. And, um, you know, people, people come to me for a lot of reasons. In the beginning of my career, people would come to me primarily for health issues. Right. And people obviously still do now, but now it's become more where people come to me for life life um i call it life mastery they're seeking more mastery in their life they're seeking to be they're seeking to accomplish something they're seeking to overcome some kind of psychological hurdle that they've been trapped in and um and so my work with people has evolved from just working with them on the nutritional level to now i work with them on the nutrition level but that's so second nature to me that it's so it's so easy for me to help dial almost anyone into an optimized health program where that's the foundation but then i work with them on their mind i work with them on their limiting belief systems i work with them on their emotional health right you know because that's that's just as important if not more important so it's got to go together right it's it's holistic it's got to go together basically what i try to do is I help somebody identify what their dream is mm. and get absolutely clear on what's getting in the way of them pursuing their dream or maximizing their dream. Um, and so it's basically like, you know, in, in a nutshell, I really believe that what I'm called to do with, with people is help them maximize their human potential. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very cool. So I can see why people want to come and uh, participate in that. So uh, if if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, wanting to get some healing from you yeah. and stuff, what do they have to do? Okay, well, the first thing they can do is they can check out my work at the website that you brought up, www.ronnielandis.net. Um, that's another address. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ronnielandis.net. So, Ronnielandis.net, that's easy. Okay. Um, they can uh, they can personally email me at Ronnie R O N N I E at holistic health 
mastery.com. That information is on my website. You can reach out to me on social media. I have an Instagram and a Facebook. So I'm, I'm on those regularly. I also have a podcast called The Holistic Human Optimization Show. So mm. I've interviewed almost 200 um, world-leading thought leaders wow. in all different areas <laughs> of you know this conversation. Yeah. And I do my own episodes as well. So um, I have a YouTube channel and all that cool stuff. But all that, you can go to my website and find that. And if someone wants cool. to like Instagram is the best way. Right. Then that's easy to do. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit. You brought me a book here, The Inner Alchemy Youthening Program. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, actually hand me the book real quick. Yeah. This is the easiest way for me to kind of like give people a little teaser. So um, the Inner Alchemy Youthening Program, essentially what this book is all about, it's it's about maximizing, you know, maximizing your life through plant-based nutrition, um, understanding the importance of cleansing, of detoxing, understanding the importance of things like superfoods, mm. things like tonic herbs, which are, you know, Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and shamanism. These are the traditional herbs over, you know, 5,000 years of these incredible systems of medicine, understanding um, longevity. This is a book about longevity, beauty, um, creating kind of a radiant um, uh, optimism in your life. So I, so I basically, I, I'm, I meld together spirituality, metaphysics, um, all, all areas of nutrition, obviously healing, longevity, um, and personal development all into this book. It's a very interesting infusement, but I just wanted to read something on the back that, um, just kind of sums it up for people. So your life as it stands is the culmination of the thoughts foods, actions, and behaviors you have participated in up to this point. Vibrant health, ageless beauty, and endless enthusiasm is your birthright. This book will show you how to activate your potential for healing, inspired living, and manifesting heaven on earth. Hmm. So that's, you know. Yeah, that's a lot. That kind of sums it up right there. (laughs) Yeah, very cool, man. So... uh... And then I saw you, do you have another book on there? I do, that, yeah. What's it's, it called? Uh, the Holistic Health Mastery Program. Okay. Yeah. And Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And that uh, what's that about? So that book was really, um, that. so I have about six books total, but about four of them actually turned into that one book. I see, okay. <clears throat> and that book is really the foundation and the tome of my work. It's it's an entire book on raw living food nutrition, on um, superfood nutrition, cleansing, detoxing, um, you know, uh, so many different... It's basically the foundational work that I knew that, you know, for my career, I knew that the first book I wanted to do was going to be the foundation of everything. So that's about a 500-page book. And it's taken me about seven years of refining it, and we finally got to a, to a place where I'm like, "Oh, thank God, it's done, <laughs> it's complete. Well, we can put that out into the world." And um, I'm so proud of that book. I'm so absolutely very cool. Proud of I'm it. sure. I mean, you put in so much time and effort into something like that. You know, yeah. that's not, yeah. So people can get the books on your website too, right? Yes. So you can find everything about Ronnie on here. Uh, in the last few minutes, I wanted to ask you, I'm, I'm curious about you living in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were in Kauai, recently yeah. in Maui. Yeah. What were you doing there? So I've lived in Kauai um, on and off for, for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, 
I, I just, that's a whole, that's a whole long thing in of itself. Just my connection to Hawaii and why I felt called to it. Really the reason I went to Hawaii, I actually went to the big island about seven years ago when I was um, doing speaking events out here in LA and I was really building my career. Something inside of me told me that I actually need to get out of the city uh-huh. and I needed to go into, um, go into Hawaii. Right. And uh, when I, I think that's something something everybody gets yeah, an yeah, idea yeah. of, right? Yeah, well, hey, man, I gotta take a vacation, and go to Hawaii, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, it wasn't a vacation. It right. was just like I got a one way ticket. I was in a kind of weird Did place. You in really? My life. Wow. Yeah, and I, I just it was faith. Like this is right. how my life has been. I just I get these callings ever since fifteen years old. Like I said, right. like I just trust the calling. Got a one way ticket. I went and I stayed um at this permaculture farm in the big island of Hawaii, and I learned so much about natural food, about wild food, about exotic fruits and yeah. um, superfoods. And now I realize I had to have that experience because I needed to have the experience of growing the food, right. what it actually looked like in a natural environment, how it felt, how it tasted. Very um, interesting. To bring, to bring that aloha spirit yeah. um, back, into, back into the mainland. So anyways... Um, so I just had a connection with Hawaii and I love to go there. Basically, the way I want to design my life is having kind of a bridge between the city and between Hawaii because, you know, it's like this is where, where I come to work, but then Hawaii is where I want to live. Yeah. And then I can go into the river. I can go into the water. I can, I can you know, do all the cool things that we get to do there. And um, Kauai is the garden island. It's one of the, it's one of the oldest land masses on the planet, 36 million years or something crazy like and that. One of the wettest too, right? It's, yeah. It's, Doesn't it get like the rainiest? They say it's the wettest the, place on the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know because I researched this because I was going to go there a few months ago, uh, actually almost a year ago. And, uh, right as I was going to go that week, it was flood, there was flooding oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. rescue and all that shit. You yeah. know, I said, how am I going to go there now? So I canceled my trip. And so I did some, some reading up on it. And there's that mountain where they say it's like the wettest in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the amount of rain that it yeah. gets. Yeah. I've, I've done a helicopter ride over that. It's, it's outrageous, but the level mm. of, be- the level of beauty, yeah. it's almost like when you go there, there's something called color therapy where people people will actually if you see green and blue and yeah, yeah. i know i'm like that totally you know like, I mean, it, it, green it uplifts blue. you right like yeah. there's people that actually heal like neurodegenerative issues and in depression-based issues through color therapy and it's like right. when you go to hawaii especially Kauai or maui in particular right you go there the air is fresh you get this oxygenation into your being, but then you start to look at the the green. It's the greenest green you've ever seen. Right, it right. actually that is enough for people if they sit with it long enough. And you go to the beach, and you go to the ocean, and you wash off all the dirty electromagnetic magnetic energy and the just negativity from the city, just the stress. Right. You go in the water, just it just flushes that stuff off you. Um, it's so therapeutic, and I just right. tell people like, look, stop wishing. Yeah. Stop wanting. Just look. You go. go. There's an there's an app here. I'm going to give all of you a little tip. Okay. There's an app on your phone called uh-huh. Hopper. Okay. All right. I found the cheapest flight anywhere, one way, two way flights anywhere in the world into the U.S. The cheapest I've ever found. Last minute tickets. You could get a last minute ticket 
flight to uh, to Hawaii for two hundred dollars or something like wow. that one way. Like they're yeah. just you know you people spend more on that Starbucks for in a week or two <laughs> or whatever. It's yeah, like, but you know what? The flight is the least of your expenses. You have the hotel and you have the car and the food and Airbnb, everything. Airbnb, so, man. Airbnb. Yeah, right? yeah. There's, uh, here's my. This is my my mentality. Is really like right. there's every problem has the seed of its solution built into it. Uh-huh. So you never have a problem or a challenge in life if there wasn't a solution built into it. And I think that's right. kind of the, the geometry of life. That's the perfection of life is that we're given challenges. Right. We're, we're given barriers between where we are and where we want to be. Right. But it's our attitude right. that determines, oh, is that a door or is it a wall? Right. If it's right. a door, then it must be openable. I just have to find the right key to the lock. Right. Exactly. So I need to stop thinking in the term of five-star hotels right. and think more of Airbnb. You get an Airbnb. Exactly. I'll hook, I'll You're not you going up. to stay in the hotel anyway. You yeah. want to be like, out If you there go to Kauai, I'll hook you up with my rental car guy. He'll take care of you. You're good, <laughs> Sam. You're good. No, I need to go to Kauai. I've been there twice, and it's like I said. I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah. I've been to Cape Town, which is also one of the mm. most beautiful places in the world. But uh, you can definitely tell when you're in a beautiful place that hey, man, you know this is like a special place. So good for you for being able to uh, uh, to make it real for you, you know, and mm. and that's cool. So you're able to live there for extended peri- periods of time. Too? Yeah, and I have a lot of friends. What's the longest you live there? there? Um, uh, about two years. Oh, I see. Consecutively. And you have family, you said there? Yeah, well, you know, not blood family, but soul right. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? How cool, man. Very nice. Yeah. So, uh, so it, 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 well, what you managed to do really is live the life that you want to live. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And you can teach other people how to do that as well. That's, that's, that's it right there. That's the bottom line. Ronnie Landis, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was a lot of fun. Everybody go to his website, RonnieLandis.net. You'll find out everything about him. Get the books. Get the uh, uh, get in touch with him. Get healed. Get uh, well. You said you're not a healer, really, but you help people figure right, out. So how I to. support people in that process. Right, right. Yeah. Very cool. Very nice guy to have on your side for sure. Ronnie, thank you for joining us, man. My pleasure, Sam. Much, thank uh, you. much more. Uh, Continued uh, success to you, and you're welcome back anytime. You I know? would love so to. Come Let back me with, know. when Danny is here, and we'll talk some sense into them. Yeah, we'll her get Danny well. and Bridgetta right here. And exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some out. more sense into them. <laughs> All right, honey. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow, Friday, with Danny. Bye. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Danny, only on L.A. Talk Radio.